smut squatch. You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad, we're back. Back from the dead. Kind of. Kind of, literally. Like, literally. Like, uh, of the (laughs) people. Raise your hand if you almost died. You can't see it. Sneak's raising her hand. She didn't almost die, but I didn't almost die. I in there, there are certain scenarios where I could have almost died. Things could have gone a lot worse. I'm not trying to negate your experience and your struggle, but that is also just so open ended. Like, if it were different, I could have died. Like, that is also life. That's like literally everything. You're right. (laughs) I was crossing the street, but had it gone differently, (laughs) I I wouldn't be here today. Uh, um, on that note, Spooky Squad, um, we have been missing, um, recently I had a little bit of a health scare slash health terror. Um, I had to get my movie, real life horror movie. I had to get my appendix taken out. So I've been, I'll tell the story. So it's so weird because I didn't realize how much time had passed just because I've been basically like on bed rest for most of like the last two weeks that um, I, I realized like, Oh my God, the month's almost over. Like most of my month was spent just kind of like recovering. But um, so earlier this month, I went to Maryland to my cousin's wedding. Um, Prior to that, I'd been having some stomach pains for like a few weeks. Uh, My family chastised me for letting myself have stomach pains for weeks and not going to the doctor. Um, I thought, so I actually thought I had a pulled muscle because the pain was like behind my belly button and I, it just felt like a pulled muscle. So I was like, I think I just pulled something and like, you know, I kind of ignored it. Um, it went away at one point. So I was like, see healed muscle. We're good. I just kind of kept going Uh. my life. Yeah. I was like, Oh, we're good. (laughs) Like I'm, we're fine. It came back around the same time I went to Maryland, like that week for the wedding. And it was a lot worse. It was like burning feeling in like my stomach. Um, it was hard for me to like move in certain ways, like bending over and shit. And it just was like very painful. I still powered through. I stood in the wedding. I I went to the <laughs> wedding. Standing I, I there was, holding her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just took a lot of like, um, like ibuprofen. So I was like, this will pass. I just like, whatever. Like I, I, I reasoned it as being, I pulled my muscle. I, I, it healed and I must've just re-injured it. Cause it felt this, like the same pain, but it's worse. It's like, it's the same thing. It's not a big deal. My family kept telling me to go to the ER and I was like, I'm fine. I'll be fine. So I just kind of like, kept taking ibuprofen like every six hours. Like I'm fine. Just probably destroying my liver while I'm at it. So, um, <laughs> did all of that. Finally, like the Tuesday after the wedding, I was supposed to stay at home, stay in Maryland for like that week. And then come back that Saturday. I was going to stay a little bit longer with family or whatever. Um, my sister finally convinced me she's a nurse. She's like, you need to go to the hospital. Like you're still in pain. Like we can all tell you're in pain. Like you're wincing all like you're clearly not doing well. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. So then I went <laughs> to the ER thinking that everyone was being dramatic. I'm, like, I'm going to go to the ER. I'm going to waste all my time here. Expose myself to expose myself to fucking COVID to find out I have a pulled muscle. They gave me a CT scan and were like, mm, that appendix looks a little bit enlarged. And I was like, okay. So then. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so 
a surgeon came in. He like did this like test thing, pressed around. He was like, no, that's your appendix for sure. He's like, basically you have like chronic appendicitis, which I didn't know was a thing. Appendicitis isn't always like this knockdown, like sudden pain. And you have to go to the hospital. Sometimes it just be like a persistent pain and your appendix might cure itself, but then the inflammation will just keep coming back. So like you need to get it taken out because if it, if it persists, it could like rupture, you know, and that'd be really bad. So, yeah. So I got it taken out. Um, very painful. Um, I had to be intubated, which have you ever been intubated before? No, I hope you never are. Um, it's like when they put a tube down your throat to help you breathe, like during surgery. And also like, if you have COVID, they do this to people with COVID and I'm like, Oh, get vaccinated folks. You don't want this experience. Cause I was knocked out for it when they did it. My first memory coming out of surgery was them pulling it out of oh, my throat. Gross. And Whoa. I was just like, <laughs> that sucks. It hurts so bad. Like the first few days after surgery, like my throat was hurting so fucking bad. Like it, like immediately out of surgery, it was like so painful. I could like not, I could hardly speak. They didn't, like treat it like your tonsil- they didn't treat it like getting your tonsils out and just give you all the ice cream you can eat. No, I just like, you know, and then I, I also did the whole process, the whole procedure also caused like, like digestive issues because they pump your tummy with air in order to do it. Like an laparoscopic surgery. That was so I had a very the- cute sentence. They pump your tummy with air. The the technological they pump, term. They pump my tummy wummy with ale. <laughs> but, but the problem with that is that then I could not. This is kind of embarrassing. I couldn't fart because like everything hurts. So I couldn't like force a fart out. So I was just full of gas and like was not farting for like two days. <laughs> and it was the worst pain of my life. I just pictured like Sonic laying on a hospital bed, but like violet Beauregard from the charlie and the chocolate factory when she was filled with juice and you're just sitting there like i can't fart guys i literally tweeted that like a few days later someone was like wait so like are you just full of gas and i was like i'm literally that purple bitch like i am her right now like i'm bloated i can't fart and because i couldn't like fart i would get these like stomach spasms like of like just like gas just being trapped which then made my stomach hurt worse because it's already sore so I just would have random like stabbing pain of my my gut just being like fart, bitch. You, <laughs> I can't. What is your life medically? <laughs> what? Like you're you have just an interesting medical life. I've it had is... a lot of medical issues this past year. So yeah. it's just <laughs> this year has not been a good year for me, honestly. I've been very unlucky health wise. Yeah. Yep, I agree. They also found a hernia. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I, after the guy did the little test, he's like, oh, it's your appendix. You also have a, a, a minor uh, umbilical hernia. And I was like, where? And he was like, right here. He's like poked at it. I was like, is that what? Is that my belly button? He was like, that's a hernia. I'm like, wait, what? He just starts put, like poke, like pointing at other things. He's like, oh, that's also a crazy tumor. My right arm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that like, whole arm is just oh. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a tumor. You're really ashy. You need to take a tic You're just like telling me everything's wrong with me. I'm like, <laughs> and he's just like, and, and then it just started getting really weirdly personal. It's like, also, your last couple of tweets weren't that funny. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> your comedy's kind of hack. Your parents don't really love you. <laughs> like, Whoa. You're like, how do you know? 
all of these. You, stop lobbing facts at me like they're insults. Also, Dr. Conrad, why are you following me on Twitter? <laughs> but what if the what if he was following me on Twitter? Yeah. Um, but that was my ordeal. Um, I got back last Saturday, this past Saturday, because I was in Maryland. I had to stay an additional week because I was like, well, I just had surgery, so I'm not gonna um fly, but here we are. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you're alive though. I'm uh, alive. I'm alive. Made it, it, made I made it to the end. I made it to the end. Could have been a lot worse. It didn't rupture. That's like one thing I'm very thankful of because they would have had to probably give me like an open surgery because like a ruptured appendix is like crazy. Like your appendix is literally just like a ticking time bomb. And it could or could not go off. It's kind of like life. It could. It's very good, but it could be different. <laughs> um, that's mm-hmm. your appendix. That's my appendix. You're the only other time I have personally known someone to get their appendix out was when I was an undergrad. Not to steal the limelight away from your appendix. No, please um, do. She's a real bitch. <laughs> but it was this dude. <laughs> Like he didn't show up to class one day and, you know, we, so another fellow music major. So it wasn't just like he was gone for class. He was gone for a day of classes. Mm -hmm. And then, so we talked to him a couple days later. We're like, man, where have you been? Oh, well, I woke up and my stomach really hurt. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like heading to campus, but then it really started hurting. So I (laughs) was like, I need to go to the hospital so I didn't know where it was, though. So I drove myself to this Wendy's. And the whole time, I think it was on the like cusp of birth. Wait, I'm sorry. I drove myself to a Wendy's? To, and he goes through the drive-thru and he's like, hey, I'm not ordering anything. My, I'm just about to die and I need to know how to get to the hospital. And the guy's like, oh, fuck, like that, drive that way. And he gets to the hospital and he, they're like, we need to get this out of you right now. <laughs> oh, my God. And... I just wish everyone listening to this knew who this person was. Cause you're, you're like, you would drive yourself in agonizing pain to a Wendy's. Yeah. To find... Why would you just call 911? Uh, who knows? You get, you get that ambulance bill. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I mean, gonna ambulance Uber. is very expensive, but gonna, like <laughs> given birth, I'm going to Uber to that delivery room. No ambulance. <laughs> I'll pay that cleaning fee, whatever. Has anyone had a baby in an Uber yet? I'm sure it's happened. Oh, yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, So, yeah, so we don't have a movie for you this week because of just there's just been a lot going on. But we will be back in October to do our heavy hitters. It's our second because, oh, my God, we've been doing this for a year. It's going to be our second heavy hitter. And we're just going to announce it now. We, as our first movie for October we are doing get out and we are bringing on two special guests and our two special guests are our white partners (laughs) I tell you when like Ariel came on and then like Alana was like are you kidding me you brought in a white woman that wasn't me (laughs) like I don't know what to tell you man (laughs) We're going to do the Jordan Peele classic 
um, you know, the the reason why we do what we do. Is that safe to say? I think that is safe to say. It is also a funny phrase, the Jordan Peele classic, Chris, right? It's also not that old, but you it's know, not. soon, but soon people are going to be like, yeah, that classic there. I mean, I feel people are already studying this in film classes. Yeah. Now. I think it's totally safe to say that this is like one of those movies where it's like, oh, so instant classic. Like this is like, we are, it's a contemporary classic in 40 years. It will still be regarded as like this film that happened like I definitely feel like that and not just because I really liked it because like it really was a good fucking movie that everyone's trying to imitate now and failing at I love it I love when people shoot for the stars and still fall on their face (laughs) (laughs) uh yes physics the first uh the first uh law of gravity (laughs) you try to have goals you fail (laughs) you just land on your fucking neck um yeah, so we'll be having on our, our partners for next week's episode. Is that next week? Oh, my God. October is already here for next week's episode. So stay tuned. Um, also reach out to us with any suggestions you have for heavy hitters. Last year, we did like Halloween. Who else did we do? We did. Um, hmm, I'm blanking. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we did some other ones. Y'all look. Y'all scroll back to October from last year and tell me what I watched. <laughs> But we watched some good ones. I was thinking we could do like um, there's like a lot of classics we still have not watched. I want to watch Texas Chainsaw. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love that movie. It's so scary. Yeah, honestly, Spooky Squad, hit us up. Mm-hmm. We're, we're oh, we watched The Exorcist. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember we watched The Exorcist. That was a good. That was a fun episode to record. I enjoyed we that. We watched Poltergeist. I've not seen it. Yes, uh, Poltergeist comes through. I love Poltergeist. It's so fun. It's so fun. It has that like whimsy of like a Steven Spielberg produced film. That whimsy. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. like whimsy and horror. We, I like a touch of whimsy and horror. Like I like a little bit of like, like a little <laughs> just a little slap of whimsy. Just a little whims, a little whimsy. I think like, I think a lot of movies could be improved. They just added some whimsy. Just like the James Cameron horror movie. It's all, it's just Avatar, but a little spookier. That level of whimsy. Yeah. Just like a little, it needs a little, some, like some, some lightness, some, some fantasy, you know, Mm. I don't want things to be too real. You know, life is already scary. I don't need point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, your appendix can just turn on you one day. <laughs> Sonique's going to win some writing award. And it's like, what prompted you to write this horror movie about being attacked from within? <laughs> like, well, you see, when I was in my late 20s, my appendix betrayed me. And like it within a year, I developed a, a food allergy. I did not know I had had to go to the hospital. And then within that same year, my appendix had to come out. So really, I've just decided my body, my body is actively like it's conspiring against, against me. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I'm like, what else is in there? What else is going on in there? I don't want to think about it. I need to get the magic school bus 
fucking on deck and just like y'all <laughs> just do, do some exploratory Ms. sore surgery miss frizzle miss frizzle i don't have a uh, really good insurance so if you could just take a field trip real quick yeah like i need a fr- field trip with the frizz right now yeah. <laughs> hop in baby That's do all one. my systems <laughs> But don't go in my brain. I'm not ready to know what's going on there. Just everywhere else. Don't touch her. Um, but we're not here just to to do some idle chit chat. We thought it'd be fun slash I thought because I was like, well, we can't just talk about nothing on the podcast today. You know, we have no movie. Um, I love to. Do you like Reddit? I love Reddit. I love Reddit. Um, um, I've been known to have a. I have quite a lot of karma on Reddit. Um. That means people have upvoted me a lot because I have really good takes. I I know everything that you just said, and I'm... someone understands that. Um, so one of my one of my favorite like subreddits is Two Sentence Horror, and it's just like things people submit, and it's just two sentence horror stories. So I thought it'd be fun if we read some and we just like talked about them because I think one of the things that we always talk about on We Die First and on the movies you watch is like sometimes just gotta keep it simple. And then it's like a little simple two sentences is like, boom, it's like that Hemingway six baby shoes, never worn for sale, bitches story. (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he wrote. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he had said. And I was like, okay, (laughs) give this man a Pulitzer. Um, (laughs) Let's do it. You know, Ernest Hemingway's ego really could have been just like knocked down a few more pegs if he just met a woman like me who just read his stuff and I was like okay it's all right like I get it mm-hmm. yeah the bell is tolling like who's it for I don't know <laughs> so you're just saying he just surrounded himself with too many supportive people yes I think I honestly I think a lot of a lot of history could be re- rewritten if I was just sent back in time <laughs> not to kill anyone but just to be like Okay, cool idea. And just walk away and just have them rethink everything they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. That would either just create either, I think, just a ton of very like blatantly mundane art or just no one tried. They're like, yo, don't try to do anything. Sneak's going to critique it. I'm just like walk up to Picasso and be like, okay. I mean, like her nose is where her eye should be. But like, I mean, the- two year olds do that all the time. Have you seen a person recently? <laughs> Have you seen the Mona Lisa? I mean, uh, you can whatever, whatever Picasso. I mean, whatever. Like you can do what you want, but like no one has to like it. I hope you're aware. Now go like fuck your young Mitch mistress. That guy was messed up. Anyway, um, so two cents horror. Shall we start? I sorted it by top of all time. All right, let's do it. Okay, sorry. Some of these are like kind of stupid. <laughs> okay, the top of all time. <clears throat> this is posted by Dareth Dragson two years ago. All my life, my parents have told me not to open the basement door, but I got curious and disobeyed them. What is that glowing ball in the sky, and why does it hurt my eyes? I've heard that before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, we saw the sun for the first time. <laughs> I like um I like the 
the picture that one can paint off of these two sentences. Because, mm -hmm. you know, there's just a lot of, you got to fill in a lot of the gaps. So clearly mm -hmm. this person, it doesn't even have to be in a basement, but just has never been near a fucking window. Mm -hmm. um, has never read a book where the sun is mentioned. Mm -mm. Them also could not be a super religious family because 90% positive the son is mentioned once or twice in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So let there be light. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then there just, was. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> Mama, what is this light? And it's like, shut up, Henry. <laughs> Did you ever watch that movie Room with Brie Larson? No. It's a good movie. Don't. Okay. First off, don't say like no about Brie Larson like that. That's my, that's my I girlfriend. love Brie Larson. I love her. No, she's amazing. She's clearly my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend. Whatever. She's, she's our girlfriend. Weed, yeah. She's we die first girlfriend. <laughs> she's we, we die first girlfriend. Brie Larson. Um, <laughs> girlfriend of the pot. Um, I no, also, uh, I also confused it. Cause I was like the room. I was like, Brie Larson is not in the room. Oh my God. That movie would have been made so much better if you did. There's like Brie Larson just like acting her ass off. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else. Does. Tommy Wiseau just being him and then Brie Larson just putting the team on her back. She's just like doing a fucking like Oscar worthy performance throughout the whole thing. Um, no, it's called Room and it's about this woman. It's based off of like, you've heard those, I hate to say it, but those stories about women that were like put, like kidnapped and kept in basements like by some weird guy because it happened more than once <laughs> that's the sad fact um and like you know they're just like trapped in the basement and like in this one she's like she was kidnapped when she was 14 and she's put in this shed and she gets pregnant by like him because he uh. like comes and like assaults her and shit and she like raises a child until he's like six or some shit just in the in room and room is just this like his whole world is room so like everything he knows is just like you know she explains like they have a television and she's just like television is just like not doesn't exist we're the only people that exist like all of this stuff is just like a figment of your imagination so then one of the first one of the scenes when he like finally escapes he like goes outside and immediately he's just like hit by the sunlight and he's just like ah! like, like he's like blinded by the sunlight because he's been inside inside of the shed his whole fucking life it's a good movie you should watch it okay we should honestly i mean it's not a horror movie but it's like terrifying the concept is upsetting you had me yeah. at brie larson yeah okay gotta see our girl um okay i can do i can find us another one um okay when the kidnapper made me guess where he kept my daughter i went for the basement and he said correct allowing me to see her when i found her severed head in there I learned that every other choice would have been correct as well. I picture someone typing this, thinking this is clever. <laughs> oh, I didn't say who was by this. It's by Nathan is writing. He was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that came off way meaner than I thought. <laughs> really? It was like Nathan. Nathan is writing like he's doing more better than us. Are yeah. we writing right now? We talk it uh, uh, to, to the two of us for people we don't know. That's fair. No, I thought, you know, like, yeah, that I that if that were in a movie, like uh, that particular scene, that'd be terrifying. Um, you yeah. know, or I'd be distraught at the very least. But for some reason, oh, my God, what if 
what if um seven ended like that he's like what's that in the ba- there's several boxes he's like what's in the box he opened one box and it's the head and there's just like two body parts just going box. down until he gets to like something that clues in on like who the body is her tits that's the box he opens he's like my babe <laughs> anyway wait so he sees her severed head doesn't recognize her no 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 the, sorry the, he sees the severed the tits, head the he's severed... like my wife sorry my mind went like he just opened up like these non-descript things like just like a hand or and or a foot no you already and... said it he <laughs> brad pitts opens the box it's gwyneth paltrow's head he still doesn't know that no, he sees her titties he in one and he's like he's the like, head I still, like, I, st- I still think that way is funny too. Either way, that would have amped up that scene. Um, anywho, no, I just pictured some guy typing this, being like, "This is fucking phenomenal." But and you know it must be because it's number two on that list. It is number two. It got thirty-five point nine thousand upvotes. <gasps> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I'm skipping down a little bit. Oh, okay. I frame. Oh, this is from from Strange Seeds. Okay. I framed the first letter I got as a police officer from a woman thanking me after I supported her through her daughter's suicide. I passed it in my hallway every day for nearly eight years before realizing the handwriting was the same as on the the girl's suicide note. It was the same as on a suicide note. I'm sorry. I just, I fucked up the story. But um, you, you, know, you know what the real horror in this is that is the poor police work. Yeah. yeah. Eight years it took. <laughs> to Eight years later, I realized it was the same. Hand also, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Eight years. I like to think he just arbitrarily for no reason. Eight years after that was just walking down the hallway, sipping coffee. And he looks at it and he's like, Oh, damn. No, right. <laughs> no fooling. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I love thinking that he, he also has a coffee. He reads it and then it's like a spit take on. No. It's like it's the horse destroying the evidence. <laughs> it's like the horror movie kind of like ambiance, the set of like it's a dark hallway for no reason. It's the middle of a bright day. But it's just super gloomy in his hallway, and he he does that spit take, and then he just goes to like fucking like comic like oh zoinks oh the evidence. That's my type <laughs> of horror movie. I love it. Um. Okay, this is from Tatsuya. Please take me instead! I scream, grabbing at the two men who took my child. Sorry, ma'am, children only, they said, as they continue loading up the last lifeboat on the ship. Oh, that's sad. Is it Titanic? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just just like, that, that, that was more sad than scary. I mean, but like the Titanic, that's like, is that what they're trying to like channel? Or am I stupid? No, probably. Did you say probably? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Huh. Okay. Well. Could you imagine being like in that situation and being like, I mean, I'm not saying I'd fare better. I'd be freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Just like, 
I need you to get all of these kids out of this goddamn lifeboat so I can get on. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't empty this lifeboat right now. Oh, man. Do you think that scene in the Titanic when Cal steals that little girl, he's like, she's all I've got. And he gets a lifeboat with the woman. Do you think that happened? Like, not with him, but do you think there were any people who did that and were like, here, let me take this like random like Romani child from like third class and just pretend they're mine. I haven't seen Titanic. Andrew. Okay, it, this is our last episode of the podcast. I'm disgusted. It was three VHSs. I don't know what the fuck you or was it two? No, it's two. You know, they have it on streaming now. Like you don't have to watch it on VHS. Yeah, but the problem was I'm past that now. Like my sister tried to make me watch it with her. When I was young, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. So he's never gonna watch Titanic. Is that like a fucking no go? Is that something I need to do? I think you should watch it. It's not. I don't think it's the best movie that's ever been made. Like, it's not my favorite movie, but I think it's it's some it's one of those like kind of like cultural moments. It's like you should watch Titanic. Fine. It's like watching like E.T. or something. It's like, what's eh, E.T.? Watch. Kid. Fine, I'll fucking watch time. Titanic. I don't have time for this. Okay, I'm one appendix. Time. I am one appendix short. All right. I forgot that <laughs> the appendix is where you store your tolerance for bullshit. Yes, it's where I store extra bacteria and my patients. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay Hendrix, we get it. You exist. Quiet. All right. Sorry. Um, okay. This is from Lycanthrope. Okay. This is ridden by a vampire. As a, from a, a werewolf. A werewolf. <laughs> a werewolf. I know stuff. Okay. So it turns out you can feel everything that happens to your body after death. I suppose I should be flattered my husband still finds me attractive after all these years. <laughs> Beach. That, that was good. <laughs> that was dumb. Ew. Because uh, <laughs> it's nasty. That's, that's gross. Holy but shit. But like... What? That guy did not move on. <laughs> You did not. Oh my god! I those are like my the, uh, the weirdest stories. You ever heard about that one guy? I don't remember his name, but it's like from like the early 1900s, like the 1920s or something. And he was like this doctor who like fell in love with this girl, and then when she died, he like um dug up her body and he like preserved her body in his house, and, like covered her in wax and made her into this like doll that he would like that made his girlfriend and his the poor family. It's like oh my god, where'd her body go? Like years later, they found out that he, he had taken her. I think he had she had been her pa- his patient. She had tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. He, she had been his patient, and then he like fell in love with her and like kept her body in his house. Was that like the inspiration for House of Wax? Probably, probably one of the inspirations. And you know, he was white. Yeah, yeah. Black people back <laughs> at that point in time didn't have that much access to wax. Also, we just like couldn't be like we had too much going on to be like digging up bodies and keeping them. It's just like, (laughs) 
like you know we they're still like you know making us do literacy tests before we can vote it's like i, can, would, I can't be i can't be this, a necrophiliac too like that's just too much how would the story be, be different in 1920 and a necrophiliac <laughs> exactly yeah how would this two-sentence story be different it wouldn't have happened yeah it just wouldn't happen like come on uh gross um Okay, um, let me see if I can find another one. Uh, I never read this one. I'm just I'm going in blind. Crystal Spammer wrote, Tinder is completely useless. And I don't have a single match. If I don't find another way to start a campfire tonight, I'll freeze to death. <laughs> I was already not on board, though, when it started with a Tinder opening. I was just like, okay. You're just like over Tinder at this point. Yeah, for especially someone that has never been on it. I'm so over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like most Tinder um, uh, dating app specific content in general is just kind of like, OK, we get it. Like no one said anything that was like new or special about the apps is all the same. It's all just like, oh, I feel like I'm shopping for people. Where can I get a real connection? Farmers mm. only. Hmm. Nothing. We can move on. Oh, I don't know what you said. I'll find out. I'll find out why I edited it with whatever you just muttered. Um. Okay, this is from a year ago, posted by Mighty Boy. Ah, so it's 2020. The time traveler said, "Very early in, from the looks of it," he muttered under his breath. Shut the fuck up, whoever wrote that. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Sipping his fucking pomegranate green tea while he writes this by candlelight. You're not Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> ah, so it's 2020, the time traveler said. <laughs> very early from the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, very good. Okay, maybe uh, maybe a year ago that was like, okay, we get it. But like, Yeah, at this point, I'm just over anything that has to do with coronavirus and... Like anything about it. It's just like we get it. Like I'm we're still living it. I don't want to hear any hear about it. I've been uh a friend of mine who has gotten too into like 9-11 documentaries. Um sent me it has actually been very interesting. It's a vice documentary on comedy after 9-11. And it's mm-hmm. called Too Soon like mm-hmm. comedy after 9-11 and then so it starts off just talking you know it's like people in new york right and it's just talking about being in new york when it happened and being like this is a tragedy and it's fucking awful but yeah then being of course. like yo how do we be funny and then you know it's like people that tried doing shit too soon like got their careers decimated right mm. and but then it was uh when you say try doing things too soon you mean like any kind of comedy or like 9-11 comedy 9-11 comedy specifically a yeah. lot of people didn't go back like at all mm-hmm. for like a week mm-hmm. um but yeah you have people doing that and then uh i'm hitting like this point now it's and then like a friend we we're talking about that we were saying well you also hit a point then where it's like time has passed and it's now it's like now it's not just like offensive and it's not shocking it's just been played out and we're like we, i don't need to hear another fucking building joke like that's not yeah. clever it's low yeah. fruit 
So this uh, I'm what I'm trying to say is this was the 9-11 of two story horrors. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, the last good 9-11 joke. Yeah, 9-11, you know, because like, you know, the um, 20th anniversary was like a, a week ago, two weeks ago. And um, yeah, a lot of people trying on Twitter to make 9-11 jokes and just like, it's just not funny. It's not, it's not even because I'm like super sensitive. I'm, I'm not like, you know, like pearl clutching, like, yo, dare you speak about 9-11? It's more just like, it's not clever. Not, I've heard all of these before. Like, it's not, it isn't so funny anymore. Like, yeah, you kind of miss you miss the 9-11 sweet spot in around 2012 was kind of like the peak. Yeah, just just enough time has gone by that it's more acceptable. But but the jokes are still fresh, you know, Yeah, yeah, because we're just starting to do it and be like, okay with it. In 2021, it's like it's like telling honestly, it's like telling like a Lincoln, like getting shot in the head joke. It's like we've heard all of them. Did I, I don't want to like belabor this anymore, but did I ever tell you I went to this one open mic? This was just before everything shut down last year. And Mm -hmm. this guy goes up and he just starts telling all these Mexican jokes. And he was, he was Hispanic. So it's not like I was offended, but I was like, dude, I already, I heard, I've heard Carlos Mencia do these jokes 15 years ago. And I wasn't impressed then. Because he was just trying to rip off. Oh, Dave okay. Chappelle. You high, okay. You highbrow, like what, like 13 year old? Me? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is hack. As you sip your sun kissed. Yeah. Well, I mean, you hear it. Like, I heard it when I was older, but I was like, shit, you know, it's stuff from the mid aughts, early aughts. Like, mm-hmm. it's just tired. And I'm, yeah. It was just. It was just so lame. It's like, we get it. We know the jokes like saying that you he just kept, you know, all the jokes of like, we breed like rabbits. And I'm like, dude, just stop. This isn't no one's laughing. No one's groaning at you, but no one's laughing. Yeah, it's like it's all we've talked about this in the podcast, I'm sure. But it's like how I wonder about like that fan, like what he's is he still doing like just ha 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 my family has accents jokes like it's just kind of you know and yes i was fucking mocking carlos mencia sipping my sun kissed and i'll have you know it's a capri sun pouch okay sorry <laughs> i i don't know i don't know what you were into when you were a kid i you liked a new, i liked kissed? a night i liked a good like orange sun kissed <laughs> or an orange crush mm, those are when that's like really cold do you it only... like beats it beats your fucking mouth up i love it it's so good <laughs> it's yeah like... that was my favorite uh uh my favorite <laughs> crush commercial is like yo kids you want your mouth beat up <laughs> yeah orange crush and you're like mom i want to get my mouth beat up well yeah because the, the bubbles are so intense but then it was orange and like sweet it was just like this is great it's an i'm straight up gonna go get some orange crush i think it's this. most people's introduction to bdsm is drinking an ice cold orange <laughs> crush. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's, just, it's a slippery slope yeah <laughs> okay all right um okay this was this person i guess this was deleted like this person's account but the, it's still up 
Yesterday, I visited, visited my boyfriend who was serving a life sentence in prison. As I watched that asshole shaking and pissing himself with fear, I knew he finally regretted beating me to death. <laughs> what is God. wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> I Pissing himself. Uh, that's when I was like, something's up. Where's this twist going to go? Well, my first thought was like, did he get like, um, when I think of someone like shaking and pissing, <laughs> my first thought is like, oh, yes. like, I yes. think it's like, <laughs> what do we think? think what like, is our first thought? Sydney? It's not even like that weird. It's like, I wonder like, oh shit. It's like some kind of like weird, like neurotoxin attack. Like, oh, he's like lost control of his body. Function. He's just like shaking. Like, I'd be like, oh no, was it like terrible? Like that Tokyo train attack? Or something, and it's like, no, she's a ghost. <laughs> what a fucking letdown! <laughs> what a letdown! I thought it was Om Shinrikyo. <laughs> oh my god, these, these, these stories. They, I just like the gamut they run. Yeah, it's like a wide, it's a wide, but you know, it it really is like, like jokes because they all have punchlines, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, you know? All right. um, Here we go. What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) Oh, I thought that's how it started. (laughs) Just like, what the fuck? You're a ghost. (laughs) That that, that actually would have killed me if those were the two lines. No, this is from Professor Biscuit. Um, (laughs) Sold. Written by Professor Biscuit. Bullets flew through the mall, ripping clothes to shreds. In the chaos, no one noticed the mannequins bleeding. What? What is going on with Professor Biscuit? (laughs) That's so scary. His (laughs) doctorate's in fucking creepery. What? It's like... That's a good, like, um, have you ever seen Mannequin? No. Oh, my God. Why do I talk to this Martian? I've never even, like, heard of that movie. So I feel. Mannequin is an 80s comedy classic starring Kim Cattrall, pre-Sex and the City. She plays the mannequin. Um, it's about this guy. And he, like, the man- he, like, falls in love with a mannequin that came that turned, like, turned a girl into, like, a real person. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was that era when like Hollywood is really into like, what if this thing was actually human, like, like mermaid? No, the splash. That was the one. Daryl Hannah. And they're like, what if, what if, what if you could fuck a mermaid? <laughs> I like, I like to imagine that's exactly how a lot, a lot of those Hollywood exec meetings were. It's like, what if, what if this guy wanted to fuck this thing, but it wasn't a thing. It was a person. I think it was all like, you know, like Hollywood is full of like sickos. I think all of it's mostly just like them ta- like sharing their kinks. I and think like, most... but what if it was acceptable? What if we normalize my weird behavior? Hmm? I think a lot of those execs are. I think one of them for sure is Professor Biscuit. Oh, for sure. Though Hollywood is full of sickos. I would love to work with them. <laughs> I would love to be one of those sickos. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what if... uh? What if all of a sudden your appendix came alive and inside you? Sonique, stop pitching that. It's been years. No what one's picking it up. What if your appendix turns to, turns to a person and you fuck it? 
<laughs> and then you explode inside of it. What, what, <laughs> then? <laughs> what then? <laughs> this is like, Sonic, you've pitched it to Spike. You've pitched it to you. This is Nickelodeon. They're not going to pitch it. When I pitched it to Spike, it was in New York. When I pitched it to um, <laughs> to Scorsese, it was also in New York. <laughs> I know how to pitch to an audience. All right. When I pitched it to Cameron, I said it was under under the water because he loves sea. He loves the ocean. I, <laughs> I even got LL Cool J to write the theme song. <laughs> when I pitched it to uh, to Bay, a literal explosion. I actually exploded. <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay, that bit went on for way too long. Okay. Um, Okay, Juicy Lips 336. <laughs> this can only be really good or fucking terrible. There is I'm no just randomly in reading this shit. I frantically ran to Walmart's customer service to pick up my son who got lost in the store. Nice try, sir. His father already picked him up. That's terrifying. That's how that QAnon shit starts. This is QAnon propaganda. Was there a thing with QAnon about people picking up your children in Walmarts? Well, you know, QAnon, like all those people are obsessed with like child trafficking now. They think kids are constantly being trafficked like at Walmart. But I don't want those ugly kids. Well, you know, Walmart, because you got to you got to make it relatable to the QAnon public and if you said oh yeah these kids are getting fucking kidnapped from h&m that's not their wheelhouse Mm -hmm. these kids are getting uh you know kidnapped from william sonoma (laughs) it's like they're at the crate store the crate and barrel (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're like you know fuck that i don't care those bourgeois um coastal elite kids are getting uh, kidnapped it's probably good for them that's what they're saying not me um we do not condone that all right. Maybe like two more. Let's do two more. Yeah. All right. I hope. <laughs> okay. You might get to get out of this. I forgot to grab something. I'll be right back, said mom. As she rounded the corner out of sight, the cashier began ringing up our groceries. <laughs> Yo, why is this so real, though? <laughs> Jesus. Even as an adult, I sweat when that happens. Like with my mom and she's like, I'll be right back. And I start ringing up. I start to panic. I'm like, it's like a childhood panic of like, even though I have a purse with money, I could just pay for it. I'm like, my allowance, my allowance doesn't come in for another week. <laughs> I only have $2. <laughs> that's enough. I know that's so far. That's the most terrifying thing I think I've heard today. Mm-hmm. It it's pretty scary. Oh, uh, man, I feel like I have to top it. All right. Top it. I read one that was like way too dark, so I'm not going to read that. No, read it. Now I want it. That's really? Is it like, is that a real bad one to end on? Yeah, it's like really, tr- it's like a trigger warning one. Ah, damn it. Fine. <laughs> that's the one. Whatever it is, that's it. This is the worst, stupidest what I ever read. Upvoted 20.3 thousand times. Posted by deleted account. 
Trapped and starving in a World War I trench, I gave my last ration to my best friend and partner. Adolf seemed so passionate about having a future in politics, it would be wrong to let him die. <laughs> what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know why that account was deleted. <laughs> it's such a bad story. It's not even like, like, I'm not, I doubt this person that is actually like, like a Nazi sympathizer. I think they're probably trying to like, you know, they're writing from a character point of view. But it's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, it was all the worst elements of a romance (laughs) novel and all the worst elements of a Keep Hitler Alive novel. (laughs) I assume those exist, unfortunately. Um, Uh, If you look on Amazon, uh, self-published. Self-published audio tapes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a lot of weird like dinosaur erotica and stuff on Amazon. Do you mm-hmm. look this up? I'm not shaming you, but do you look this up? No, this is something that I, I, I came upon. Like I read like an article about it. I don't remember when, but they're like, yeah, there's like <laughs> a lot of- say, I came upon in my Amazon wish list. <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> I want this one. Try Sarah, top me. <laughs> Can't wait for this one. <laughs> oh, that's no, I, I read an article about that, like that, like being a like a subgenre of like erotica. And I was like, wow, that's real. Like people are into that. I mean, What's, hey, am I here to kink shame anybody? Wasn't there a congressman that is no, like, he writes Sasquatch erotica? Probably. This country is vast. And insane. <laughs> and insane. So there's a good chance that a lawmaker is writing Sasquatch smut. Smut squatch. <laughs> A phrase oh. I never thought I'd hear in my life. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Smut Squatch DM. Um, but I think that's a good a good place to leave. That's a good, yeah, we just wanted to give y'all something. <laughs> we wanted to remind you that we're alive and stupid, and I think we accomplished that. Mm-hmm. That was a squeaky toy I accidentally stepped on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's my dog's toy. He put it underneath my desk because he wanted me to play. Um, yes, I think that's a perfect place to to leave. Um, tune in next week when we come back for October's heavy hitters with get out. Like we said earlier, reach out to us on social media to, you know, let us know about what movies you like for us to see um, this coming month or whatever. Um, anything else to plug? Do you have anything you want to plug personally? Um, no, I haven't plugged my like social in a while. Uh, Go for it. Follow me on the Instagram and Twitter. More so Twitter. I'm more active on that. Um, mm-hmm. At Andrew underscore on underscore drums. What about you, Sonique? Yeah, um, you could fo- also follow me on Twitter at Sonique. It's S-E-Y-N-I-Q-U-E. Um, I also have a Degrassi podcast called Everybody Wants Something. And I was recently a guest on Mother May I Sleep With podcast. It's a lifetime podcast with- hosted by Molly McLear. We talked about the pregnancy pact. So give that a listen if you're interested in lifetime shenanigans or you just like me and you want to hear me talk more. I doubt it, but be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But thank you so much. And we will talk to you later. Spooky squad. Stay spooky. Peace out.